Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtime with Downstar, episode 70. And today we are sitting down with Jesse Nares. Um, but I know him as Twin B. <laughs> Twin B, what's up, brother? What's up, man? Thank you for coming in today, dude. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I've uh, I've been watching your grind for shit. It's probably been like the last year or so. The last three years. <laughs> it's been the last three yeah, years? People promising everything. and Really? Not coming through with their end. So uh, Jesse just finished his first ever uh, pro boxing match, correct? Yes, last Friday. And you are undefeated. Uh, dude! Hey, you know what's cool? Is I fought somebody who was undefeated. He was 3-0. and no way <laughs> really they switched my opponent out uh two days before yeah you were talking about that so what happened with that i don't know uh they found out i was part of uh i guess team ortiz mm -hmm. with uh victor and i'm pretty sure he was like oh no i don't know <laughs> oh really yeah so they they found me a replacement and they were like oh we have one problem we we're like what's that and he's like he's undefeated and i'm like well let's wing it <laughs> yeah <laughs> we came here for uh one thing you know so let, let's talk about that. Um, first off, how how did you get hooked up with Victor Ortiz? Victor, I've known Victor since uh, I was 13. Really? Yeah. No way. I used to train with him when, uh, back in the other gym on the other side of Ventura. Okay. And uh, we lost contact for a bit. And then uh, one day he walked into our, our, our gym out in Oxnard. And uh, he was just like, hey, man, we need to link up. Ever since then, we just started training together, and everything fell into place. So he helped you out through this whole fight? Yeah, I mean, dude's a man of his word. You know, he yeah. didn't make any promises. He said, I'm going to make moves for you. Yeah. And ever since then, all it took, you know, was one phone call. Really? He, he said, you want a pro debut? I said, yeah. Made one phone call. They said, uh, can you make May 31st? And I said, let's do it. And how long ago was that? That was at uh, the end of April. I had, like, less than a month no <laughs> shit so before then uh you were just training just training just... sparring uh with andrew Gancio, brandon rios getting them ready for their fights you know and then finally put my foot down and said hey i'm not a sparring partner i'm here to do it for myself you know yeah i need to make my own career yeah so took on our own little training camp and then uh just went from there damn dude that's that's kind of wild bro <laughs> to me these like from the outside looking in these names are are like really big names yeah. in in the boxing community is is the community pretty pretty tight-knit and pretty uh pretty close together as far as oxnard yeah we have a lot of boxers coming out of here i mean since we're out of argus yeah but uh it's pretty tight for the most part so w why do you think that is that there's a lot of boxers that come out of oxnard Look around. Yeah. Yeah. There, right? There's not much. So you got to provide with the only things you have. Two yeah. Two hands, two feet. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I remember when I was growing up, it was uh, Robert Garcia. I remember seeing Robert Garcia. Uh, I got his autograph at like a skating palace okay. on Wainimi Road. Yeah. Dude, that was so long ago. Did you ever go to that? Uh, right off of Wainimi? I, no, I didn't. No, it was it, right now. I don't know what it is now, but before it was like some like uh, Mexican chill spot or something. <laughs> <laughs> they would go, La they, it was, yeah, it was some <laughs> shit like that. I don't know what it was, but back in the day, it used to be a skating rink. Yeah. Um, and we would go there skating and they would they would have these things, dog. They were called pickle pops. So what it was, it was they would have an ice cube tray 
with pickle juice and then um, toothpicks oh, in all of them. Okay, and then yeah. you would get a pickle pot for 10 cents, dude. And I remember him back then. But that was kind of my first um, in unboxing right here in, in Oxnard. Yeah. Just seeing somebody that like had a headshot. I was like, oh, damn, this dude must be famous or mm-hmm. something, you know? No, yeah, I actually grew up with him and all well, his nephews, uh, Javier Garcia and David Garcia. They lived directly next door with Robert. Oh, okay. For like 10 plus years. So we grew up right next door to each other. And where, what neighborhood was this in where I'm, you grew it's up? It's right there in Oxford, off of Channel Islands. Oh, okay. Give my oh. address. <laughs> yeah, what's your address? Dog? <laughs> okay. So the same place that you're at? Oh, it's my parents' house. Okay, yeah. okay, got you, got you, got you. So, um, yeah, um, it was Robert Garcia and then, of course, the um, Fernando uh, Vargas yeah. when he was going around. dude. That, that was kind of a big deal, man, yeah. back then. Fernando and Mikey, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. And then um, I would just always hear people, they would say they're coming out of Oxnard, but then when you read their bio, it's... They're not even it's, from they're here. not from yeah. here. Yeah. So so, what's with that? Is it that they're just gravitated here because of the training? More of or? the training. Yeah. More of the trainers were down here. I mean, they had Robert, and then here in Ventura, there's uh, Coach Haas, who I'm with right now, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a couple other ones, but you never really hear of them. Yeah. So um, let's let's talk about this past weekend. So you get the call in April. You say, hey, you want you want to fight? in uh how long was it few weeks uh, it was three weeks three weeks and you just said let's I go was, i was 170 pounds at the time and they were like oh can you get down to 140 <laughs> 30 pounds yeah we we're like yeah, you know what? yeah let's do it you know why why not so uh trained our asses off sorry i don't mean to cut no you, you can say whatever <laughs> the fuck you want to say <laughs> uh we, we trained you know and then um got down in weight I was uh, 150 when I when I left here Wednesday. Williams were Thursday and uh, and uh, TJ. Mm-hmm. I, I lost 10 pounds overnight and then uh, Wayne, overnight, <laughs> bro. How we left here at nine o'clock at night, got to San Diego at two o'clock in the morning. I jumped on the treadmill with full sauna suit, sweats, killed it for 30 minutes. Nothing but wind sprints just to break a sweat. Mm-hmm. Uh, knocked out till 6:30 in the morning for about two hours. And then took my ass to the sauna with the sauna suit on and everything and took the rest of the weight out of my body or water. And then uh, went to go weigh in Thursday, Thursday afternoon. So after you lose this rapid 10 pounds, like how, how does your body feel? It feels drained. Yeah. But you just keep thinking in your head, hey, I got a couple more hours so I can drink and eat. Weigh in, you got 24 hours to rehydrate and go to work. So the weigh in is the day before yes okay so you so you weigh in the day before and then after that what what do you do do you just go grub oh, yeah, right I off cross <laughs> i crossed the border went back to san diego and grubbed <laughs> <laughs> what'd you have i had uh oh we went to ihop oh okay yeah got some pancakes yeah we're trying to look for tacos but <laughs> ain't nobody trying to eat tacos yeah but it's so, pretty cool so how do you know how much you weighed actually fighting that day fighting day i probably went up to about 155 160 so I probably put on almost twenty pounds. Really, <laughs> dude? Were you just eating the whole day, or yeah, it's just just, just the water? Yeah, just a lot of uh, liquids to rehydrate. Mm-hmm. But I naturally walk around at one fifty-five. So yeah, that's so. what I'm at right now. Do you think I could be a boxer, dog? Yeah, you probably they probably would tell you to go down one thirty. Dude, one yeah. thirty, bro. <laughs> this is my fucking ribs, dog. <laughs> the lowest I ever got was uh. 145 i w- there was a few years where i was going to the gym a lot okay. and i was just going steady and i couldn't drop below 145 and i couldn't gain but i mean 
saying I couldn't, it was the the knowledge that I had. Yeah. You know, I didn't really know much about working out or anything like that. But uh, it felt good, dude. But it's it's just a lot of hard work. It you know, is. I know you yeah, know that yeah. shit. It's funny because I usually fight at 147 mm-hmm. or even 152 as an amateur. And uh, Victor was like, how do you feel about 140? And I was like, shit, I haven't seen 140 since junior high. No shit. <laughs> and he's like, well, you're going to make it. Then I, you know what's funny is I kind of doubted myself. Like, oh, you know what? I don't think I'll make 140 because I've never been that low, you know? Uh-huh. And then we did it. So. Well, that's how it always goes, man. It's you have to see an example in yourself or to to really think that you can do it. You yeah. know, um, talking about that yesterday, I was with uh, my son Christian. We were at the skate park right there in Oxnard, and uh, he's been doing really good. And he's been trying to um, try new tricks and things yeah. like that. And yesterday, we were we were kind of joking with them to to drop in. You know, what drop yeah, in yeah, is yeah. yeah. So there's there's the the little. Uh, the little bull over there and we're telling him just drop in and like I'm like holding his hand while he's going and he's holding my hand and he's actually doing it i'm like bro you're doing it already man <laughs> just let go. just do it just let go of my hand and just do it and then he was so scared bro and everybody's come on just do it and then i i said all right we gotta go bro like your mom's already making dinner and he's like i'm gonna do it right now because everybody's Everybody watching him yeah so he went and he did it dude oh, yeah and it's now now he knows that he has the possibility to do it to do it yeah his skills and stuff so he needs to to practice on that but you know you just got to push yourself to that next level i told him man i was like dude you have to push yourself if you want to get to the next level you gotta do you it. gotta push yourself yeah. hard and uh that's exactly what you did man you dropped down to 140 gained uh 15 20 pounds in pancakes <laughs> and then um so what what's your mindset the the whole day before like are you are your nerves just going I, no, or you know like everybody says oh your first fight you're always nervous you know but i had no nerves like i told victor i've had two three people already promised me something you know mm-hmm. like a future like we can get you here you just do this come up with the money to become a pro you know yeah you need four thousand dollars blah 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 for your medicals and so i was like all right let me come up with the money you know started yeah. working well i mean i've always worked but worked a little more and saved but victor victor came along and was just like hey bro like keep your money i'm gonna help you out like i see you have a dream you have two kids you have a wife yeah like you're, you're gonna do it you know and he came in and helped me out and this my nerves were gone like just being around victor and his like his attitude i had no nerves like i was ready yeah i told him like i I feel like i belong here you know yeah like this is something i've always wanted to do and now that it's happening it feels like it's meant to be because we obviously crossed paths again for for a reason Mm -hmm. you know and it, it worked out i mean i felt good i we're just ready to go to war yeah that that happens a lot man is when you those opportunities they'll pop up but what it is is a lot of people really just don't recognize it exactly you know? and and that's one thing he said it's like you know what what's your next goal you already accomplished one and i was like you know what i've always dreamed of having a world title one day i'm gonna get a world title and he's like you will you know and when you do the people who promised you are gonna be like damn i shouldn't have shined that kid out you know like yeah he, he obviously had talent we were just too damn ignorant to look at it yeah 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 so so you, the the day before you're just uh you're feeling was, good you're ready to go good. yeah i was more focused on what i'm gonna eat yeah <laughs> so how many times did you even eat i had a uh, ihop after we went to ihop we went to uh broncos like mexican restaurant uh, i had a little burrito 
Oh no, I lied. I had a torta. Uh huh. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> um, but that was it. I didn't want to put on too much weight or just feel all lazy. The yeah, next yeah, day. yeah. We woke up in the morning. I had light breakfast, and then um, I head down to the the venue. It was probably about three o'clock, and then uh, we just kicked it. It was funny though, because right when I got there, <clears throat> they told me, "Uh, you're gonna fight at eight forty-five." And I was like, "All right, cool. You know, I'm gonna enjoy the rest of the day here." We're sitting there, me and my brother are talking, and then they start wrapping my hands up about 7.45, so I'm like, I have a full hour mm-hmm. just to hang out and, and shadow box you ready, you know? Hell no, man. Two fights got canceled. They came back and were like, yo, where are your gloves at? They're like, you go on next. And I was like, bro, I've... <laughs> no way. <laughs> I haven't even warmed up anything. And they were like, yeah, you're on next. And I hear my entrance song, and I was like, damn it. <laughs> oh, shit. So <laughs> what time was this at? This was at 8 o'clock. So you still thought you had 45 minutes? 45 minutes. Nah, hell no. I went on. By the time I was leaving, it was 8.30. Oh, I literally fought, jumped down and went home. I was like, No down. way, dude. <laughs> the show road. must go on, bro. Yeah. You know what's crazy is Victor couldn't cross the border because Victor's been training me uh, along with uh, Coach Haas. But Coach Haas can't leave because he's in training camp with Andrew Cancio. So I literally had nobody to work with. You know, it was just me and my brother. And then uh, we flew in one of our friends, Ray, mm-hmm. and um, he's always wanted to be a cut man. So guess who made their debut? <laughs> so Ray came through, you know, and he was my cut man. And then uh, we have a another coach out there who was who had another fighter, and Victor hit him up and was like, "Yo, bro, can you just wrap my guy's hands?" And we just kind of winged it, and everything fell into place. So it's you, your brother. Your your buddy and then just some some guy yeah another you, coach the, yeah the coach that you haven't met before yeah I've never met him <laughs> really and you have to go on forty five minutes I thought forty five minutes it was oh, literally about ten sh- seconds put your gloves on and let's go whoa so so you don't even have a time chance to like not even break a sweat nothing <laughs> just go out and perform all right so your music's going off what was it what what was the song it's uh, Los Tigres de Norte. Oh okay. Oh, I w- I wouldn't know the song. <laughs> no, but... yeah, it's it's oh, it's a Spanish song. It's pretty old. Did it have to be a Spanish song, or could it? No, have been... but you know, just when in Rome. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna? We came as Romans. Yeah. Uh, nah, it, it was it's just an older song. Yeah. Um, basically, I'm I'm the boss of my people, you know. <laughs> mm, oh, okay, got you. Yeah. So um, then you're just walking to the to the ring and yeah and and then uh, what, what what's like going through your head at that time what is that when you walk out there what does it look like what is the tunnel vision i heard my name i seen uh, my lady and i see my friends i see my brother because my brother couldn't work my corner mm-hmm. they only had they, there was only two people allowed in the corner so they were like oh you know like we'll go sit in the crowd then i just heard everybody going jesse jesse no and i'm like you know what don't look if you look you're gonna get nervous yeah so didn't even look got in the ring and then just stayed focused the thing that pissed me off was my opponent kept laughing at me and i'm like dude we're about to fucking fight right now you know like (laughs) what do you mean i don't know like you're trying to get under my skin you know so when you're when you're in the ring and he's just looking at you laughing laughing i'm like all right like yeah you're gonna feel it (laughs) we'll see who's laughing you know and um, everybody, everybody told me, oh, your first fight, it's always like a, uh, a fill out. Like you're just moving, you know, moving. Hell no, this was a full on battle. I made sure like I did not stay off the guy for the, the, the first four rounds. Like I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I'm going to stay on you. <laughs> oh, shit. Sure enough. Yeah, I can hear him getting tired. He just kept huffing and puffing. I'm like, no, nope, I ain't tired. Really? I'm going to stay here. You were laughing. I'm going to laugh now, you know? Yeah. But. 
So you you've obviously fought like like that before in the yeah, ring. Yeah, amateur style. So yeah. how how much more different was it like amateur style versus? Uh it's a little different. Uh, pros, you have a smaller glove and no headgear, so. Oh yeah. shit. Um, it's it was pretty funny because Victor right before the fight was like, "Bro, I know you like to get. I like to get hit. I love to get hit. You know? <laughs> I like to feel there. There, it wakes me up. You know, like yeah. oh, okay, cool. You know." Now nah, he's like, you don't want to get hit with these ones. These are little eight. It's smaller than a soda can. It's an eight ounce. And um, he's like, bro, these things hurt. They feel like little rocks. So I get hit once, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? That felt decent, you know. How no? I dropped my hand and got hit again. I'm like, you won't do that again. No. <laughs> and then I got head butted. So. So right right now, are you training with smaller gloves or still the? No, we train stuff? with fourteen ounces. That way, when you go down, your hands start flying. You know, faster. Yeah. Um, we train with fourteen. Well, we spar with fourteens. So, um, it's four rounds is the fight? Yeah, four rounds for your first couple of fights. You move up to eight, 12. And, uh, so, four rounds. How long are the rounds? Three-minute rounds, one-minute break. Okay, cool. So, boom, bell, uh, bell goes off. You're in there. And then uh, you, ju- you just go at him? Or? Yeah, I, I, I tried to fill him out, but right from the get-go, I knew he was experienced. I didn't know his record, you know? I didn't know he was undefeated. And then I seen the way he was throwing his posture. Like, he threw, like, he's been there before. So, mm-hmm. I'm like, God damn, like, this ain't going to be no easy, like, walkover. Nope. So, I just thought of my own game plan at the minute. And I was just like, you know what? Stay on him. I noticed when I stayed on him, he was getting tired. So, just stuck to it. And then, it, it did it go the, the Yeah, full? it went the full distance. That's why, you know, what's crazy is I knew he was experienced when I would hit him with an uppercut and then right hook, like, hard. I seen his leg wobble and nope, he didn't he didn't fall for nothing. I'm like, damn, it's like a mini triple G right here. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's pretty good. Yeah. So, you say more experience because he he just knows how to take the hits, or when you when you come with experience and you get hit, you don't lose your composure. You come back, you take a step back, you know, and and regain your composure, and that's exactly what he was doing. That's so why I was like, all right, like he didn't panic like a newbie would do like when you panic is when you get scared and you start winging anything you know just to save your life but he didn't do that he did exactly what you're supposed to do did he get any good shots on you uh he did there i have a video it's pretty funny he he got a pretty solid up like he took a step back and just winged this uppercut and i have a bruise under my chin i don't know if you can see it right here oh yeah i can see yeah, it he winged that motherfucker <laughs> ouch but just took a step back and um didn't hurt much longer so by the time that the fight was over did you uh did you know that you had it in the bag um i think it was the guy who was working my corner who was more like i mean he's experienced but for some reason he was a little panicked and it was weird because i knew exactly what i was doing you know like i know i didn't i call it letting off the gas Mm -hmm. i stayed on the gas the whole fight you know to make sure i had everything and uh, he just kept telling me, like, you're, you're you're letting him go. When you hurt him, you let him go. Like, you don't, it seems like you don't want to hurt him. It's not sparring, you know? He's like, if you're going to kill him, kill him. Do it. And so then the third and fourth round, I stayed on the gas. And I knew those rounds were mine. Um, but I didn't doubt I lost. I mean, I felt like I, I did good, you know? Yeah. And then I got the decision, so. <laughs> dude congratulations that's awesome man so uh did, was he laughing after that no you know, <laughs> what's funny is his corner was pissed but then i seen the scores well i heard the scores and they were they were pretty accurate how i thought you know they only gave him one round mm-hmm. and that was the first round that's the one i told you he came out winging it and i was like oh damn yeah this guy's he's experienced you know but 
after the fight, I went to go uh, get my gloves back just so I can keep them for a memory. And he came up to me and gave me a hug. And he's like, damn, dude, you, you don't stop. Like, you kept that pressure on me the whole time. And I was like, damn, you're like a little a little mini Triple G because yeah. your ass did not want to go down for shit. <laughs> How'd that make you feel? It made me feel good, you know. Um, I'm just glad that I, there was no nerves. It was more, like, comfortable, you know? Yeah. So. Well, you've been training for it, man. Yeah, I mean, about time I get, I get a break, you know? Now we get to train for the next one. So you said for the last three years you've been training? Yeah, I mean, I've just been not used, I would say. I, I like it for the experience, mm. training with uh, world title holders. But I'm not a sparring partner, you know? Yeah. I have kids to provide for and a lady. And if I'm not going to be working or taking time off of work just to go train, then I'm not going to do it just to do it, you know, just for a couple hundred dollars to get spar- I mean, a sparring partner. Now, I want to do it for my career. It's yeah. something I've always wanted to do. The street racing and everything that we always done, you know, yeah. was cool. But, bro, people got careers they, they need to do, you know. People got to yeah. grow up. Yeah, so uh, when we met, it was through the uh, street racing <laughs> stuff. It was back in the day. Um, what made you? What made the transition from, from like, that lifestyle to uh, – to boxing uh well you know boxing was always there just never took it seriously until i started making money mm-hmm. when i started making money i was like i don't want to go back to jail i went back, i went to jail for street racing a couple times already oh shit yeah they did impound my car about four times oh we'll get into that yeah, for sure so i ain't trying to go back you know I just, yeah how else can i provide street racing was cool it was easy hustle mm-hmm. you know that <laughs> yeah so i was like now nah, you know what like instead of getting in trouble let me let me put my uh I mined somewhere else, so went back to training full time, and then uh, got my break with this fight. So, started. so that was just your plan for the last three years, just yeah. gonna practice, put and the cards get better, and start start grinding. You know, before I was only training twice a day, now I'm training four times a day. Wake up four thirty in the morning, go for a run. Right now, I just got done sparring. Yeah, you were saying you just got finished. So, yeah. what did, what did your morning look like today? My morning today, I didn't wake up that early. I woke up at five, uh-huh. not four thirty. Yeah. Took my lady to work, got the kids ready for school, went to go spar. Um, now I'm here after this, got to go for my run. Then after running, sometimes we go do strength and conditioning in the afternoon and then another run at night. So how um, how much do you run or how, how does that work? It, it depends. Is it all set? Because... <clears throat> Sorry if I sound naive, Doug, no, but all, all of this stuff I'm no, not—I yeah, yeah. don't know anything yeah. about it. So, how much do you have to like squeeze in? It seems—it seems—it seems crazy. To, no disrespect, but to to like train that much for one fight. So I'm just trying to trying to understand like no, how yeah. it all works. You know, I just, people tell me, "Oh, you run a lot. You're running like you're training for a 12, 12 round fight. Mm-hmm. Why not? You know? Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, you're overworking your body. Why am I gonna train for a four round fight?" Just so when I hit the fourth round, I'm tired. Nah, I'm going to keep going until I, I feel tired, you know. But on average, I run about, I want to say about 10 miles a day. Wow. There was one day I ran 60 miles, and I was like, yeah, kind of overdid it that day. Damn, <laughs> dude, that's a lot. And is it on the street or just treadmill? No, I can't do treadmills, man. I see treadmills, and you're looking at the same thing for a while. It's like, nah, I'm off of this. I run in the street. Uh-huh. Just put music on and keep going. Do you have a a certain like lap that you would do? Uh, right now I was at Sea Bridge. I run up to the houses and the the little lake that's right there, and then uh, just get my mind off of things. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So when you when you're training, no matter if it's for a fight or not, you're you're pretty much training your body to to go through through a war. <sighs> yeah. Fuck, basically, right? Yeah. <laughs> 
Wow, dude. It's crazy, you know. You need your legs. That's why I run so much, you know. Mm-hmm. But I like being alone when I run because you mentally prepare yourself. You just think about things like, well, what if what if he throws this? How am I going to move, you know? Just basically going over your game plan every mm-hmm. time you run. Do you have headphones on? All the time. What are you listening to? Uh, it varies from Linkin Park or uh, Meek Mill, Nipsey Hussle. Just different things. What gets you in the mood? Uh, the one that got me in the mood for this last fight when I was in the locker room was uh, Eminem um, um, going through things or going through changes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one and uh, what's the other one? Drug Ballad? I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the old one. Yeah, it's the old yeah. one. Oh, yeah. hell yeah, dude. It's all the old Eminem, you know? Yeah. And then uh, the, the typical, you know, you only got one shot, one opportunity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the one, yeah, dude. That's the one that's, that puts the icing on the cake. Yeah. Damn, man. That that's really cool, bro. It's it's cool that you're like hard work is paying off. Well, exactly. it did pay off. And this is just the beginning of it. Exactly. And that's what I'm tripping out on. That's why I thank Victor a lot. Like he's like, "You know what, bro? Like you can like the other day on Saturday. I just fought Friday. I got home Saturday. And then um Sunday he was like, "Bro, I know you just fought Get your ass up. He's like, you're going to go with me. We went out to a charity event, and we did 26 miles. Yeah, so tell us about that, dude. I, I saw that charity event, and it yeah, looked, uh, it's, it's, it looked uh, pretty cool. Pedal on the pier. Okay. Get the, those stationary bikes. You just put in as many miles so you can. They donate a specific amount of miles you go on. I think mm-hmm. it's like 10 miles, a couple, I don't know if it's 1,000 or something. But, yeah, we did 26, and uh, it was about an hour. Wow. Just killed my legs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bet, like, dude. What a day off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and here I am today. Just got done sparring. Back at it. That's good, man. It's just like um just like training for boxing, you know, this is this is training too for life is like you want to keep your schedule always busy, busy. always going exactly. because when you don't have anything to do, then that's like then that's an uncomfortable position. You get sometimes angry sometimes get depressed it's weird being alone you know you got to constantly be moving yeah dude i can relate to that a lot man it's yeah. just i i'm always moving i'm always doing something and, yeah. and ash ash she'll tell me like you, need to slow you always say you want to just chill <laughs> yeah but you never even chill yeah. you know and, and it's 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 hard to just chill because it's not even that i have a lot of stuff going on it's just a lot of things that i want to accomplish accomplish in one day and we don't have enough time in one day to, to accomplish everything you know yeah but <clears throat> it, to my to me the more you do now the less you have to do when you're older you know who wants to work when they're older yeah you know i mean maybe me we'll see yeah as, as far as everything goes <laughs> but uh, while we've done it you come from the same background you know all we know is how to hustle. Yeah. Once you hustle, you can't stop. Yeah, dude. It's um, it's I th- I think it was when I started Downstar, and I noticed that all the work that I was putting into it, it was like turning into something. Yeah. So I kept putting more into it, and then more kept coming Come out back, of it. Yeah. So I'm just thinking, like every time that I don't do anything to it, it's just uh, that's time wasted. Exactly. It that I could never keep putting <laughs> putting into it, and even with the podcast, you know, this is something that I want to build, and I'm just trying to stick on top of it as much as I can, and. uh then we're starting this the skate division of Downstar That's too. Crazy. Yeah, dude, That's right? Crazy. And uh, I've just been putting in work skating too, you know, because I I know how I know how it works is like you're you're not gonna get accepted into 
some sort of community, whether it's podcasting or skating or whatever, if you're not putting in the work. Because it's so obvious, you know, I'll see people and I'll see people that are starting podcasts or something like that. And then um, they just very short into it, start selling merch and and things like that. And I'm like, okay, cool. Now I understand it. This is their they're they're trying to make money off of it like no disrespect or no hate to them it's just i understand what their motive is for their path is going yeah but but for us is this like the long game you know so i'm trying to build like a foundation here yeah for sure dude this isn't a a temporary yeah it's not just like like a like a trend or a hobby to me anyways so even with the skating stuff like i used to skate back in the day all the time man that was my life before i even got into cars because I didn't have a car, so that was my only means of transportation. But then once I got a car, I was like, all right, fuck the skating shit. I'm out. (laughs) And then you get into, you know, racing and all that kind of stuff. But it all comes full full circle. And uh, ever since Christian's been wanting to skate, I'm like, oh, let me try it out too, dude. And it's just like the passion came back. Came back, yeah. You know, it's like right now if you stopped boxing and you did something else for the next 15 years, and then one day your you your kid is like, hey, I want to start boxing. Yeah. You're like, okay, cool. I'll help you box hit like this. And then you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, this is fun, <laughs> you know? It's, it's all a, coming back to me. Yeah, it's a new passion. It's yeah. like a new fire, dude. So so I, I get it, man, that um, the more time you spend on something, the uh, the, the better it'll come yeah, out. Yeah, the passion so. comes out. Yeah, and a lot of people don't understand that the that saying that people say is like you can make anything possible but like how how do you feel about that now i don't know i haven't accepted it yet you know everything you've worked hard for and everything you've always wanted is now in front of you like right after the fight everybody i've seen everybody's faces my parents everybody my brothers they were happy kept getting all these dms like congratulations you know you finally did it and it hasn't hit me like doesn't seem like a lot but getting your foot in that door you're there yeah you know now it's just time to continue with it it just that perspective is, it has it hasn't hit me yet yeah you just got to build on top of it exactly. dude what i what i heard from somebody uh like a motivational podcast is like yeah dude when you when you win you celebrate that for maybe a day or so but you have to realize that 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 was that was the peak of that goal and a peak of that situation exactly. So you can't live on on that for too long yeah. because now you're now you're setting any other goals that you have or that you want to have come up. You're setting those back, yeah, because you're just focusing on that one win. You know, that's but they always say train like the underdog. Yeah, yeah, train Hell like yeah. You're, you're like you're not meant to be here. You know, you got to prove people wrong. Yeah, definitely, man. And you just got to stay focused. And it, I mean, if you look back. And you look back at all the stuff you accomplished that it, it'll definitely make you feel good. But mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a give and a take too, because sometimes I feel like I don't, I don't enjoy those moments as they're happening or yeah. even after they happen, you know, even if we accomplish something that, that I, um, that I was trying hard to make happen, it's, it's like my brain is already trained that way yeah. just to keep moving forward, you know? The only thing that that got to me that made me after I won, that made me get teary eyed, was uh, back in uh, Channel Lines High School. There was a principal. I'm gonna say his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was walking with some chick to the <laughs> to the the hall. Mm-hmm. He had told her, "What are you doing walking with him?" And she's like, "Oh, we're going to class." And he's like, "I don't even know why he still comes here." He's like, "He's behind so many credits. He ain't ever gonna be anything in life." And so ever since then, I kept that in the back of my head. He said that to yeah, you? he said that to me. 
And I was just like, damn, you know, this, that makes me want to train even harder. So after the fight that we had on Friday, I was just thinking like, damn, like I might not be on top of the world right now, but I feel like I'm in my own world and I'm on top of my own world. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. Like, everything yeah. I've always wanted is now in front of me, you know, and I just wanted to give that guy like a middle finger. <laughs> Fuck you, you know, look where I'm at. You know, he told me I would, just because I didn't graduate, I wouldn't be anything in life. Look at me now, you know. Yeah. No, I feel you do. I've had I had situations like that before. Never in school, but it was actually like like peers, you know, people that I would work with or something yeah, when yeah. I was trying to trying to get my stuff popping and then just I guess to to look back at it, you know, I'll have the same kind of feelings that you do, but then I, I kinda think like, you know, I needed that motivation. Yeah, that, that's what made me to at who that I am time. Today. Yeah. Is those those hard situations and like you say, the the um the place that we grew up at. But um so tell me a little bit about that, dude. Um, we we've known each other for a long time, Quite, but, but we have we haven't had a chance to have a long form conversation. So that's why I'm I'm pretty excited about this, dude. Uh, what 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 was your uh, early like like early life like? Early life, uh, I ain't even gonna lie. I was a fucking troublemaker, man. Yeah, yeah. I was a bad twin. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the B stands yeah, for, bad? bad. I don't know. I mean. Growing up, we didn't have much, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we had, I mean, I have both my parents, but they had four kids mm-hmm. at the time. So four kids you're trying to provide for, you know, especially with twins, having to buy double everything. Yeah, at the same time, yeah. too. So I remember my mom. My mom was struggling for a bit. I remember eating uh, five those $5 little Caesar pizzas yeah. for like fucking weeks. Man. Really? <laughs> yeah. So that's what that was like motivated me to like get your shit together, you know. And, um. We, I mean, we didn't, we didn't struggle as much as everybody always talks about, you know. But we did struggle at times, as as far as everybody else did, you know. But I was just an insane little guy that was causing drama. Not drama, but like, what kind of stuff would you get into? Whew. Expelled from school. You got expelled, bro. In the fourth grade, I got. Sus- How do you get expelled in fourth no, grade? Fourth grade, I got suspended uh-huh. for drinking alcohol. <laughs> no shit wow do you remember it yeah it what happened me my twin and a couple other friends uh some chick she had brought a alcohol boone's farm oh my god and um i think it, i think it was smirnoff <laughs> i think it was smirnoff and uh-huh. we were dude we were just trying to you know drinking we didn't we weren't like full-on grown-ups you know we're, where were you guys at we were on, on the side of the portables okay and then I think she had threw it in the trash can. The teacher had seen the bottle. She took it in a normal bottle. Uh-huh. And so the teacher seen the bottle, and then we were all together. So we all just get, ended up getting suspended. It was crazy. <laughs> and then uh, moving forward to <laughs> to uh, to junior high, I had an attitude. And I didn't really like school, you know? Yeah. So I would give my teacher attitudes, and I got expelled. I don't even know why I got expelled. I don't remember. I think it was just for my little dumbass attitude. Yeah. But so I stopped going to, to, to junior high. I made my way to high school. I went into high school. And then from high school, I just liked to fight. So I was fighting like there was no other, you know? Like, yeah, God, dance guys are going to be a world champion someday. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's in boxing <laughs> or school. But I was just, I don't know, I was the wrong people, you know? So I was just always fighting in high school. <clears throat> and then uh one day at PE I was uh fighting. One of the teachers grabbed me 
And so I, I didn't hit him, but I just let him know not to be touching me like that. Yeah. Not even a minute later, two uh, campus supervisors and the school cop arrest me. I got expelled from high school, too, for fighting. What grade was this at? I, I dropped out in the 10th grade. Okay. Yeah. Never went back to school. So, my, yeah, my school wasn't that long, you know? Wow. Come, come about 17 and a half going on 18, I was having my first kid. And, and that's when I was really traveling a lot in boxing as an amateur. Mm-hmm. I was going everywhere. Um, Toledo, Ohio, Vegas, Utah, back and forth for nationals. I made it to the Junior Olympics. Nice. I lost in the finals. <clears throat> it's just wild roller coaster, you know? But that was, that was pretty much my little... So what what made you feel uh, like you wanted to fight so much when you were younger? Do you do you look back at it now and kind of find a, a reasoning for it? Or? No, just anger. I don't know why I had so much anger. I had no idea. I wonder if me and my brother were supposed to be one, and I just got the bad side. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't know why I was always mad. You know, still looking back now, you don't you can't pick out I, anything I that. I don't pick out. I don't know why, you know? No shit. Just the way people look, you know, look at you or people who are talking shit. I couldn't be the bigger person to get past it. So I just want to fight. You know? So how do you feel yourself dealing with that in your adult age now? You live and you learn, you know? I think once I had kids, that changed me a lot. You can't be doing the same thing you were doing as a kid, you know? You got to grow up. And I grew up early too, like right at 18 is when I had my, my son. And that's when I got involved with more of street racing and everything and boxing. It was more of like half and half, you know? Mm-hmm. But seeing your kid and knowing that you got to be there 24-7, you're going to have to grow up, you know? Can't, it's not all about you anymore. And yeah. your whole lifestyle changes. I mean, I'm sure you see that. Yeah, it's going to mature. Yeah. So that and the way I had to get out of my house was pretty, pretty horrible. What do you mean by that? By having to grow up. Yeah. I came home one day from work. And my bed was gone out of my room. And me and my twin used to share a room our whole life. And I'm like, hey, where's my bed? And he's like, oh, uh, dad gave it to to Gabriel, my little brother. I'm like, why did he give my bed? And he's like, oh, I don't think he wants you to stay here anymore. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so you're just at work. I'm at work. And you'd have no idea about no. anything, no issues or nothing. Nothing. You're just fucking typical Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> And you come, come home, home and, my dad, yeah, I don't think you live here no more, bro. Yeah. <laughs> my dad told me, hey, you want to do grown-up things? Well, you got to do grown-up things, you know? You got to mature now. So so at at, at this time, uh, had your uh, lady had the baby yet no, or she was pregnant? Yeah, she was still pregnant, yeah. So how how long before that did he find out that you were having a, a, a baby? My mom found out the same day she found out that mm-hmm. she was pregnant. And my mom is not, my mom got my back, you know? Yeah. She was like, I ain't going to tell your dad. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to have to man up and tell him, you know? And so I don't even remember how I told him. But I remember is when I told him, he he didn't get mad. It was more of a, like, you know what you're doing now, you know? Like, you're going to have to grow up. Like, this is no, it's not a game. You can't take it back. Yeah. So I went to work. (laughs) When I came back from work, my bed was gone. Was it, like, pretty soon after that? I would say she lived with us. Probably about four months out of her or five months out of her pregnancy, and then um, she she didn't feel comfortable just because we shared a twin size bed and she was pregnant. So oh, wow! She was like, "Yeah, I gotta go back home." She went back home and 
not even a week after she had left was like my cue like hey, you gotta go <laughs> Damn. so it was like you gotta grow up now you know so you lost your bed and then what was your mind train of thought at that point i i i, I don't even remember it was more like damn what are you gonna do so I just remember talking to her, and she was like, well, you can come. My parents said you can come over here and stay with us, but we have to pay a little more rent, you know? So I got my room over there. <laughs> Damn, dude, that's crazy one, bro. But, I mean, what would you do as a father? You know, it's like some 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 parents, that's, that's just the way that they're raised, you yeah. know? You got to go. Exactly. What it, well, that's, you just said it, that's how he grew up. You know, when he had his first, he told me, you know, hit the high road. <laughs> Damn. And I told him, you have a little easier back then. Everything was cheaper. Now it's Bread like... was way cheaper back then, too. <laughs> so was gas, man. God yeah. Rather walk to work. <laughs> yeah. So having your baby at that young of age, it just changed your whole life up? I, I wouldn't say the whole first year. The first year, I was still all about me. I couldn't mature mm-hmm. that fast. But I think after the whole, because I didn't go to jail that much longer after that when I got caught street racing, that's when it really like was a wake up call. Like, yo, you got a kid at home you need to provide for. You can't be fucking around like that, you know. So at this time was when you were out street racing. Street racing, yeah. So let's get into that. Um, this was probably what what year was that? Maybe my son was born in 2012, so about 2013. Okay, okay. So yeah, 2000. About thirteen, fourteen, when I had the the wagon. But we, but, but when did you get it though? Because I remember before that we were still going street racing a lot. Uh, I think I got it in two thousand thirteen. Was it? Yeah, or fourteen. It had to be one of the years. Okay, but I remember that. That's when I was taking the Chevelle a lot. Yeah, I remember the Chevelle. back then, and then the right hand drive too. Um, and then I remember you had the the Forester. Yeah, that shit sounded nasty, dude. <laughs> it, it sounded really good. So you, you were putting in a lot of work in with that car, huh? Back and forth in uh, Compton with uh, Guillermo and everybody. Yeah. It was just crazy. Those were good days, dude. That's when street racing was cool. Yeah, I know, man. That was so fun. I remember those days. Even when, yeah, with Guillermo, we would go out to uh, to Maine. And we'd just race there. Plumber and, and everything. Damn. Be out till like four in the morning, man. Drive back and go to work the next day. Like, damn, I'm tired. <laughs> but it was worth it, dude. Uh, yeah. Those were good times. So you were actually racing out there? Yeah, I raced on uh, 135th, and then I raced on Plumber. So what did you have done to the car? Uh, it was intake, downpipe, midpipe, a little bigger of a turbo. It was an SCI turbo. Um, and just a flash, the little Cobb Access port tuner. And that was mainly it. Really? Yeah, that little thing boogie. Yeah, it did, dude. <laughs> so what, um, what are some of the cars that you took out with it? That... Uh, I hate saying it. That 700 horsepower CTSV, like the the race that I gave the guy the money before I even raced him, just because I told him, "Hey, you're here." Like I already know you're gonna beat me. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear about that one, dude. Where was that at? That was in uh, in Somis. Okay. Yeah, dude. Like Guillermo was like, "Hey, that's." I think it was I was supposed to race you that night. You had hit me up at the gas station with the Chevelle. Okay. And I was like, "Oh no, I'm gonna go home." Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. I want people to go, you know. Yeah. So. uh we ended up going to the spot where we met up, and I gave the guy the money before I even raced him. And he was like, oh, you're trying to hustle me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, nah, bro, like, I'm saying what's done to the car, you know? Like, it's a piece of shit. Like, yeah. it shouldn't beat you. And sure enough, we went out, and I put it like a little bus on him, dude. I'm like, god damn, like, what happened, you know? Yeah. 
and he, he gave me my money back all mad like pissed off really like jesus he didn't say any excuses or anything yeah i mean he spun a little bit but yeah. it still wasn't enough to to get up top you know yeah i was already out like slingshot i mean it's all the drive yeah 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 <laughs> um I, I took out that uh there there was another uh cheval or was it cheval or cutlass that blue one yeah the blue one yeah um it might be a cutlass i remember I, monte carlo monte carlo but like an old one. Yeah, the, the blue one. Yeah, 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 long as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. You raced him too? Yeah, that was off of an on rice. And then, uh, oh, that SRT8. That's the one I got caught with. The was, SRT8? Yeah, it was one of those Chrysler. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't I don't even know what was done to it. But Wait, like a 300? Yeah. The from, was it from around here or from yeah. the valley? I think it was from here. Uh, it was a little silver one. Okay. <laughs> We line up or whatever. See, if we didn't, if he didn't drop off the people at the end, if he took him out at the, the beginning, we would have been clear, you know? Yeah. But midway through the race, since he, well, he, he took off to go drop him off at the finish and then came all the way back. So, like, midway as we're racing, two cops are coming over the street. Boom. You're they, on rice? On rice, okay. yeah. They've seen everything. I'm like, shit, you know? You can't even lie about that. Like, you see me in action, you know? And he pulled me over and he was like, um, what are you doing out here street racing? And he's like, it's uh, oh, it's called speed contest. And I was like trying to bullshit. I'm like, dude, I got two kids' car seats in the back seat. What do you mean? Why would I be street racing this wagon? You know? Yeah. And then he opened. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I racing this? And he opened the hood and he's like, dude, like I know enough to know that this is not stock. He's like, you have a front mount, you have a downpipe, and I'm like, shit, the guy knows his shit. You know? Yeah. And then he's like, and then you have a GPR sticker. He's like, I know who Guillermo is, and I'm like, fuck. No, if you know Guillermo, cut me loose, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's when I got caught, and that's when everything changed. I remember there was a time going around that I guess uh, the OPD or somebody had it against Guillermo, yeah. and everybody that had a GPR yep. sticker, they were fucking with them. Yeah, they uh, ran my license plate in a picture off of somebody's post, and they showed up to my house, and they were trying to open another case of street racing off of a video. Of me racing. Well, shit, I said me. Shit, I yeah. said me. God damn It's it. past the statute of limitation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, they were like, yeah, we have you in a video racing. I'm like, you can't even see my face, you know? But they're like, now the car is registered to you, and we ran the license plate, and the car is parked right there. And I'm like, yeah, but how do you know I'm driving the car? I, it is my car, you know? Can't say it's not. It's right here. Yeah. But I wasn't driving, you know? Long story short, they dropped the case. But stupid. So you're racing. They pull you over there, checking it out and at that time you know you're fucked but how fucked do you think that you really are i just thought they were gonna impound the car you know now they took me to jail for speed contest and for apparently lying because i was telling them you know i wasn't yeah i wasn't racing you know how long were you in jail for uh i right there i was only in for a night i came back out and apparently i didn't know i had to go back to court i got a warrant for my arrest and i was on my way to work and they pulled me over and i had a da a red da they pulled me over my da and they uh took me in for about a week <laughs> so i seen a judge all for street racing you know no way so you went to jail twice because twice of it for one yeah and then right as i got out i went to go get the forester out of the impound because it had a 30-day hold on it right as i got out i got the car about a week later is when they hit me with that you know we're trying to open up another case of street racing i'm like bullshit bro like <laughs> i just went in for that shit you know yeah. like I don't know. It's 
too much drama, you know. What was it like when you went in? I kind of, kind of just whatever you see on TV is exactly what you know. You got rape find. and murder. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, they threw me in suicide watch the first because it's too packed upstairs. Really? So you're in there with fucking drug addicts, killers, or whoever the fuck you, whoever they put you with for the first forty eight hours. And um, right away, I just seen you know you get a vibe who you can talk to and who you can't talk to yeah so just stuck it out for the week and then it was weird that the dude i was in there with his brother's actually a world title holder no way in boxing so i kind of got along with that dude like hey dude like you're the only fucker i know in here you know yeah <laughs> i guess we're friends <laughs> whoa dude i've always uh i've always been so intrigued by jail dude yeah just all, always seen the shows and i just wonder like it's dirty how man. i would navigate in yeah. there but I, w- I wouldn't really be down with how dirty it is no, or dirty. the shit that you have to eat. Yeah. Dude, it was funny because I, I seen the food. And I remember my dad always telling me, if you ever go to jail, you know, that's your only meal. They ain't got no McDonald's. They ain't got nothing in there. And when I seen the food, I was like, nah, it's cool. I ain't going to eat. And then I thought about it like, fuck, that's your only meal. You got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing you're going to eat. So, yeah. And at this time, what are you thinking the whole week that you're in jail? Shit, like I wish I could text or call somebody, but... You ain't got no phone. Yeah. And uh, the only person who I did call was my twin brother, man. You know what the fucker said at 8 o'clock in the morning? Why are you calling me from jail? <laughs> I'm like, bro, they, they, they had a warrant for my arrest. And he's like, well, fucking call me back later. Hey, how the fuck you want me to call you back later? You know? <laughs> and then he's like, or call mom something. I'm fucking tired. No like, way. You asshole, you know? Oh, shit. So 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 get into that a little bit, dude. You're uh you're a twin. How's that? It's cool. Uh growing up was pretty cool. We always seemed different, you know, like our our, our differences. So we were always fighting each other. And you know what <clears throat> what got me into boxing was every year it was like my parents and my uncles bought us boxing gloves to entertain our family at family parties. Like we were always fighting each other, you know? Really? It's like every other party. So ever since then it just like kind of feel like i know what i'm meant to do you know yeah but growing up it was cool i mean we always fought over dumb shit though like pro clubs yeah a box of nerds one time and we were like already 15 i mean this dude are just chucking them back and forth for a box of nerds wow like, it, it was pretty wild you know and then in high school we tried the whole go to my class thing yeah dude the only teacher who was like the slowest teacher there like poor her like she was older already yeah is the only one who knew she looked at me and she was like you're not eddie and i started laughing i was like why do you say that and she's like your facial structure is a lot different mind you she's a an art teacher oh so she like pays attention to every detail and i'm like no i'm not eddie and she's like but you could stay here no (laughs) but all the teachers they didn't even notice they didn't even notice it was pretty cool and then uh one time in in high school because i was always fighting in high school my brother actually fought once, mm-hmm. one time. They pulled my ass out of class and suspended me because they said it was me that fought. And my brother's chilling in school after he's the one who fought. So they suspended <laughs> me for him. And what what did you say? I, I'm not going to lie, you know. I mean, I'm not going to burn him out. <laughs> they they made me write a police report on what happened. And I just put, I, I went to second period and I left. And now I'm here. That, that was my story. That's exactly what happened. I literally went to second period. I got pulled out and arrested and they were like oh you were fighting you're gonna get suspended blah 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 I'm like bro i didn't do shit though 
<laughs> so my brother sat in school and I got suspended. It was like a free little vacation. Wow. <laughs> What'd you tell him? Nothing. I didn't. I wasn't mad at all. Shoot. I didn't like school, you know? Yeah. So it was like a free little vacation. And my mom was pissed, though. And my dad, you know, my dad was pissed, too. But my dad would always ask me, did you win? I'm like, for the most part, you know, like, I ain't got nothing on my face. And he was like, good, because if you didn't, then I'd beat your ass a second time. Yeah. <laughs> but it was pretty cool. Do you guys have any sort of um, connection? Getting to that? Yeah. Like, every time I fight, he gets nervous. Mm-hmm. He gets my nerves, you know? And then um, we just have a weird... We got to check in with each other. Like, it can't be more than two hours without talking to each other. Really? So, yeah. And then, like, I'll be sitting here right now, and then I'll feel something. Like, something's not right, you know? So I'll hit him up, like, what's wrong? And he'll just be like, what do you mean? I was like, I, I know, like, something's wrong. And then he'll just tell me, like, say, so, yeah, like, shit's not right right now, or I'm arguing with so-and-so, you know? And then it's vice versa, too. He feels the same thing, too. Like, if I'm tired and I'm out of it and I don't want to do anything, like, he, he feels it. He'll try and cheer me up, like, oh, let's go do this, let's go do that, you know? It's just, like, a weird twin thing. That's crazy, man. That's so crazy that you say that because I've had a, another twin on the show in a past episode. My buddy Danny, um, Danny and Mike, they have uh, their twins as well, and he said the same thing. He yeah. says he can't go without, I mean, like, a day without talking to his Dude, brother. my lady doesn't have my location. My my own twin brother has my location, you wow. know? Wow. Just, yeah, I know where, you, where we're at, what you're doing, because, you know, we're, there's certain spots in our area where you can't go, you know? Not just it's too much drama, you know? Yeah. Not just with us in particular, but everybody else, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, what are you doing, you know? What are you up to? Like, when I fought, no, 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 not even when I fought. We went to Rosarito, Papa's and Beer. He went with his own crowd, and so did I. And he turned his location on. He's like, look, this is where I'm going to be. This is what I'm going to be doing. Call me if you need anything. It's kind of like you're more than a brother, you know? It's like it best sounds friend. like yeah. it, dude. It's like your own best friend. That's tight, man. That's really dope, dude, because, like, growing up, I had a younger sister and an older sister, and both of us were, like, four years apart, younger and older, and it was it was always pretty much just me. Like, That's what I've been told. I've been told, and I look at it from a different perspective, and it's like, I, w- I couldn't imagine growing up alone. I know a lot of people who grew up alone. Like, you went to school with nobody but yourself. I yeah. went to school every day with my brother, you know? Like, this is my twin. We were in the same class every year until about seventh grade. No, in seventh grade, we were still in the same class. But once we hit eighth grade, we never had a class together after that. Mm-hmm. But growing up with a twin, it was pretty easier because if you didn't have friends or you didn't feel like talking to anybody, you had your brother you can kick it with, you know? Now I see, like, from now as I grow up, like, damn, some people have it hard growing up. Yeah, dude. Just my my older sister, I mean, she was already, she was doing her her thing, you know. When she was in high school, I was in junior high. And then when I was in high school, she went to college. And then my younger sister is like, okay, she's younger for one. And when when you're at, at a young age, you know, 15 or, or younger, four-year difference is like a lifetime you know i'm not trying to hang out with with her you know i love my younger sister but it's not like you don't get that same uh that that same bonding and we're not even into the The same same thing you know not even being the same sex you know she's into (laughs) to girl things i'm into boy things and then now we're like (laughs) (laughs) and we're we're like um so far apart in age so a lot of the time dude i was just by myself and 
even when I would go to school, you know, I didn't really have that many friends, so I wouldn't hang out with a bunch of people. I would just do my own thing. Yeah, thing. And I, I guess that that kind of prepared me for this life that I have now because a lot of the stuff that I have to do is just I, I have to depend on yeah. myself. There's nobody else that I could really depend on. And, you know, within any situation, no matter how, how bad it is, I always try to take the good out of it. Yeah. But um just hearing your story and then my other buddy's story i mean that sounds like it would be awesome to have a brother yeah i mean know? we get in our arguments you know we always don't see eye to eye but hey it's better than having no one you know yeah no definitely man especially to have that like twin connection that you're yeah. saying too that's crazy and it's funny too because my parents and my you know what's funny is some of my family can't even tell us apart still really yeah <laughs> my uncle's they call us baby yeah just whoever answers answers you know yeah. baby come here and um it's just weird like we have a a weird connection you know it's was pretty tight though what's been the most um strange occurrence that's happened that that makes you think like yo this is more than just a coincidence with as far as as, as like being being twins finishing each other's sentences really yeah or even we'll just look at each other and we're already thinking about the same thing <laughs> wow. like dude so, like we'll be at places and like when i was at the airport we we're in in vegas at the airport and we just seen something that reminded both of us of the same exact thing and we just looked at each other and laughed like we already knew what we were thinking about you know yeah it's just like i don't know it's like we we read each other's minds at times it's pretty cool do you feel like there's some kind of biological connection where where he has something of yours and you have something of his I, like something that's unexplainable sometimes yeah like that whole like i said right now finishing the sentences it's like you look at them like how the hell did you know what i was gonna say you know <laughs> yeah it, it's the only only cool thing about it besides having to grow up and share fucking shirts and boxers all the time <laughs> <laughs> so what is he into he's into boxing too um he got engaged oh nice yeah, congrats so, I mean, I would say you're welcoming. Yeah. <laughs> um, he 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 wants to box. You know, he's always boxed as amateur, like I did. He started a little later, mm-hmm. so the experience wasn't really there. But I've always tried to tag him along and everything. But his mindset is somewhere else. You know, it mine. I had to fully dedicate it to because it's my income. It's my career. You know? Yeah. With him, he he has other income and he has other things he always worries about. So it's like he wants to go pro, but he wants to do other things at the same time. And it's like, nah, see, I had to drop everything to fully dedicate myself to this to make it happen, you know? And that's the whole thing I'm trying to tell him now. The other day he told me, fuck it, let's fight. He wants to fight. And I said, don't say fuck it because fuck it is your life. Yeah. You're basically saying fuck your life because you can go in there and get knocked down whenever you wake up, you know? So that's something I'm trying to tell him, but it's, it's not what I can make him do. You know, it's his decision. Okay, everybody, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be back in one minute. Yo, what's up, fool? Make sure you check out Downstar for all of your dress-up needs. Get it popping over here. We have all the kits for the K-Series, the B-Series, the transmission, the mounts, the engine, the Toro, baby. We have the hardware for the seats, for the stereo. We got it for the speakers. We got it for the lug nuts. We got it for the air valves. We got it for everything, dog. 
so you make sure you hit us up at downstarring.com or you call us up fool you can even text us lame 818-937-3472 just shoot us a text and tell us what's up dog i need some fucking balls in this bitch Hit us up, downstarring.com. Hey, and if you got an Instagram, slide in our fucking DM at Downstar. Wait, hit up the homie, Frank underscore Downstar. He's the one that takes care of all the DMs. Hit that level up and shoot him a message, and he'll get you all taken care of real nicely. Yeah, it's really hard, dude, especially when there's people that, that you love and you know that they have potential. But they they're just not putting in as much work as yeah. as they could. They and he's pull. always like, "Damn, you're running a lot, you know? How come I can't run that much?" And it's like I never tell myself I can't run that much. I just do it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it, but I do it just so it's done. And I don't have to do it in, you know, in a couple of hours. I'd rather be sitting down with my kids, you know. Yeah. But I think it's more dedication, having to follow through with it, which is he has dedication, but there's something missing. I don't know what it is yet. Does he have any children? He has one. He has a son. Yeah. His name's uh, Aiden. Oh, okay. How old is he? Oh, three? I think he's three, or he will be three. And that's how old your daughter is? My daughter, yeah. My daughter will be four in July. Oh, nice. And then my son will be seven in December. Jesus. Wow, dude. Kids. You guys got your own little family going on right yeah. there. How, yeah. how do they interact with each other, the cousins? Uh, Eddie, me and Eddie right now, these last couple of years, we've been a little distant, you know, just because he works a lot and I'm always training. So our kids never really see each other. But when they see each other, they, they love each other. You know, they always love to play. Yeah. But I wish they were a little closer, you know? Kind of how being my brother right now. Like, I only see him probably twice a week now rather than seeing him every day. Because I I left the gym he's at just because I felt like I was wasting my time there. Mm-hmm. So I left to be do my own thing and um, just basically pursue my dream. And so ever since I'd done that, I kind of... I didn't distance myself, but we don't really see each other as much as we did. We still communicate. But it's different now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's part of growing up. <laughs> yeah, it is. But then it doesn't have to be. Yeah, it doesn't you know? have to be. Because um, I've I've been in the same situation, too, where it's just that there's people that I would... Even like I always say with my cousins that do the podcast with me every once in a while, um, we would go to birthday parties and Christmas and things like that. And when we would hang out, it would be so fun, you yeah. know? We're talking about old memories because I grew up with these guys ever since I could remember. They, they were since I didn't have brothers. They were there. these were like my brothers, yeah. so we would all hang out together and go to the mall or whatever, you know, yeah. and just bonding together. And then once we got older, kind of okay. Now you have your families. You're doing your thing. I yeah. have my family, and especially me because I'm like literally doing my own thing. Everything I have to do, the downstar is like hundred percent focused to that. And then when I started having my own family and then, you know, we're, we're all living together and we get married, I'm building my own thing yeah. over here while they're building their own things over there. And 
but once i started doing the podcast and then having them on every once in a while it yeah it just it 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 brought that feeling back where i'm like man it's not this isn't a feeling that has to uh that has to go away yeah like after the birthday party oh that was so fun it's like we can definitely hang out after it or you know go to go to lunch or something like that and that's what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to find more time in the day to hang out with my brother like this dude's my best friend you know i grew up with him since we came out the womb yeah and it's just like our schedules aren't matching and i'm always training and he's always working i mean i'm happy he took the day off to go watch me fight you know he was in in my ear just telling me like i'll keep going you know but it just sucks that we don't have as much time as we used to when we were kids because yeah he has his own family they're getting married you know i have my kids and my lady so it just sucks yeah it's that's just the rough part of life sometimes yeah. at some situations that you can't really just drop everything to go hang out or you know go to venice or something like yeah. that everybody's got their own stuff going on even me and my cousins we've been thinking about doing um have you have you ever heard of a float tank before no. i'll tell you about that right now but there's this place in in uh, venice it's called the float lab and we've been wanting to go there but it's just hard because our schedules they all they don't up. they never match up you know now what what uh, a float tank is um i pretty i'm pretty sure that the that the name is called a deprivation tank but what it is it's kind of like just think about uh, like like um this is the worst way to, to say it but you know when, when you at the morgue where they have the body in oh yeah, you know? yeah just think of something maybe a little bigger than that and it's filled uh filled with water and what you do is you go in there without any clothes or anything and you lay in the water and then the water is the same temperature as your body and is the same temperature as the air inside of the tank so you go inside of there and once they close the door there's no sound there's no light and you can't feel anything because the water is the same temperature as your body so you're in there and and you lose the sense uh, of feel smell sound vision you can't you you're just sitting there you basically know? dead yeah <laughs> so what this does is it kind of it, it's like a form of meditation okay. wh- where it helps you um rejuvenate d- yeah drop everything so y- your your brain is not worried about what that smell is what this smell is your eyes aren't worried about um what 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 is that over there why is this bothering my eyes or anything you know you you let go of all those stresses and then you just chill and you do that for two hours dude yeah so um i've been wanting to do that because i've been wanting to get more in touch with like internal kind of kind of spiritual things and and like like you were saying with with the with the twin connection i feel like that's that's a real connection that you guys have and it's and it's like an unexplained kind of thing, yeah. you know. And I feel like there's a, a lot of that kind of stuff out there, and I want to get more in touch with that. And uh, Joe Rogan, he's he's a big um, he, he's a big supporter of that, and um, that's why I actually even heard about it. So we're looking forward to doing that, man. I, I want to go in there. Hopefully, I come out with like some crazy ideas or something. Yeah, you clear know? your mind. Yeah, I feel like I I uh, I got something in there that I just need to dig out, and um. Have you ever tried meditation before? Uh, no, I haven't. That helps out a lot, too. I mean, when we do stretch out, though, they have you just... Like, I mean, I basically meditated Thursday or Friday morning before I fought. And they left me in the room, you know, just clear your mind, mm-hmm. put some music on, and just get in your zone. That's not technically meditating, yeah. but you're in your own little world, you know? And it does clear your mind, but then you start thinking about other things you're like all right i can't be alone for that long you know <laughs> yeah 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 no it, it's 
it's bound to happen you're you're gonna start thinking about other things yeah. like the um i said this on, on a recent podcast there's a book with uh russell simmons he wrote a book about meditation so he he writes the whole book and then at the end breaks it down on on kind of not the not the proper way of doing it because meditating is you know you just spend time with yourself and you're just focusing within but what the, the way that he says it is you would like sit indian style you put your your arms over your legs and um what i like to do is i'll set my alarm on my phone for 20 minutes i'll turn the vibrate while silent off so i, I don't hear that shit when it's going oh, off yeah. um and then i put the volume really low so when the alarm comes on it's not something harsh you know it'll come in soft then you just sit there for 20 minutes with your eyes closed and you're just breathing in, breathing out. You just focus on your breath. And in your head, you're you're repeating uh, a mantra. And what he says to use is like the word rum, but it could pretty much be anything like rum, like that. But instead of saying it out loud, you repeat that inside yeah. of your head. So, you know, when, like you say, you're listening to Eminem, you, can, you could probably listen to that song right now in your head. Yeah. And it sounds like you're listening to it. It's the same thing, dude. You just rum, and then your mind's gonna start thinking about other things. Like, okay, cool. After this twenty minutes done, I gotta go get dressed. I gotta shower. I gotta go. Do... You know, you're always gonna yeah, be yeah. thinking about shit. But um, once you once you realize that your mind's going that way, boom, bring it back. Rum, rum. So you do this for twenty minutes. And I swear, dude. Like the twenty minutes seems like an hour, bro, because time literally just just Slows stops, down. dude. And I've even done it when I when I barely would wake up. And um, I don't know if it's still because I'm, I'm I'm like in kind of a sleep state, you know, but I've managed to kind of hallucinate a little bit where uh, I would have my eyes closed and I'm just thinking I can actually see something going on, dude, like a vision, like, oh, man, where the hell am I? Where am I walking to? And it's and I know that I'm I know where I'm at, but I'm thinking like, where is my, else. where is my brain at right now? Where yeah. is my spirit? Where is this that that I'm going to? So, um, not, I mean, that that would be the more more extreme part of it. But usually, when I finish it, it's like, okay, cool. It's it's like a nice break. All right, now it's time to uh to take on the day. And usually, times that I'll really focus that I, you know, I need to just take a break for myself right now is. Yeah. And the phone's blowing up when I got a lot of shit to do. When I'm just feeling stressed out, I'll just take the break, take 20 minutes. Because we'll waste 20 minutes, you know, taking a shit yeah. on Instagram. Just look at your phone. You're like, oh, shit. 20, 20 minutes, minutes fast, fast yeah. dude. Just like that. So that would be something that I would really want to to make part of my daily schedule. Is If you do it twice a day, that's the best thing to do. But like anything else, it's just it's just really hard. Yeah. And it's not something that I've put my energy into to focus on it. But I would recommend recommend trying that out one day, dude. Try it out, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. There's a, there's a lot of power in the mind that I think that, there is. that we, we take advantage of. There is. And we don't take advantage of. Yeah. Well, we take advantage of not 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 thinking that there's that it's possible. Yeah, yeah, there's a, a there's a lot more to going on in life than just just paying bills and, yeah. and wondering about what you're going to have for dinner. And I think that a, a lot of people don't even focus on that. Most of the time, people think it's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> which is crazy, right? When you tell somebody about it, they're like, oh, what is this guy talking about? He because must be crazy. Your brain is limited to what you're thinking of, you know? Yeah. 
You don't see past it. So changing your lifestyle from you know be, being a quote unquote like a, a a bad kid coming up, going through fighting and things like that, to uh, having your first child and realizing that you have another life that you have to take care of and you have to change the way that 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 you're living life. Have have you noticed an impact of that within like uh, like friends that you spend time with? Um, most of my friends I don't really talk to on a daily basis. And I think that has a lot to do with me having kids because you, your, your life is dedicated to your kids as a father, you know? And I don't think they see that because they can't relate to it. But my, my life since I've had my kids has always been about them. The friends, whenever I have time is whenever I have time, you know? And that's not my, my fault. I think it's more of them just not being able to see the fact that I have kids and I have my own family I need to provide for because drinking and smoking ain't gonna provide for your kid, you know? Yeah. So, <clears throat> the impact on that, I, I don't know. They really, uh, I just don't think they, they see how it is to have a kid. Yeah. That you got to basically drop everything you like and love for, for them, you know? It's another mouth you need to feed. Yeah. Not just your own. Yeah, no, definitely. How about this time that you've spent um, focusing on boxing? Um, boxing, I know it has, especially with my own brothers, like... We used to go out and drink at Yard House. We used to all meet up. We met up a couple of times at Yard House, and, and um, we'd, want, we'd get drunk and then go watch a movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. Damn, that sounds like a good-ass time. <laughs> and um, since, like, I've been taking it so serious, it's like I got to be on a diet, you know? And even my ladies' family, they, they love having barbecues. And they hit me up, and they were like, hey, dude, after this fight, we're going to have a fat barbecue, you know? And... Um, it's funny because they DM me this morning, like, yo, bro, we're still up for that barbecue. I'm like, hey, I just jumped back in camp. I got to fight in July. And they're like, oh, shit. All right, man, we'll do your thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they understand, but I think that's the only thing is just the boxing and the whole diet thing. You can't really relate with people because you can't drink. You can't smoke whatever you want, you know, or you can't go out and eat whatever you want. So there's a limit on things that you got to do. Yeah, that's why I say sometimes that, like, success is a very lonely place, yeah. too, because if you're not... If you're not in that mindset or if you've never even been in that mindset where you have to accomplish something and it's not something that's going to take a day or two, you know, it's kind of like a lifestyle yeah. change. You really don't understand it. And from the outside looking in, it probably looks like, yo, this dude's changing. Yeah. He thinks he's well, you can't drink with me no more. Yeah, you think you're better too, yeah. than me, you know, and especially coming from where we come from. that That's like the way of of people congratulating you. It's like, drink. oh, well, you think you're you think you're bad now yeah, or what? Like, you know, nah. they, they, they never really want to uh, want to tell you how they feel or even if they are proud of you, they don't want to tell you that because it's true. Yeah, they don't want to show you the good. Which sucks, dude. You know, <laughs> it, it has a lot to do with ego, I think. I, that's a, a, you just nailed it right there. I think it's just ego. Some people's prides are a lot bigger than the others, you know? Yeah. Swallow your pride. Say congratulations, you know? Don't yeah. be a hater. <laughs> no, definitely, man. And that's why when I, I, I've seen you doing your thing, I always reach out to you and yeah. you know, tell you keep going, man, because I know that it's a lonely place, dude. I yeah. know that you're you're losing friends and, you know, free time that you know a lot uh, it would be a lot more fun to just go to yard house, get drunk, and go watch a movie. Yeah. But that does nothing to the goal that that you're trying just to get. Push back more it just and more. pushes it back more and more. Yeah. And it's true. Like everybody says, boxing is a lonely sport. Why? Because no one runs miles with you. No one jumps in the ring with you. You know, you go through everything alone. Yeah. And so just 
think that's one thing people need to understand is your career, no matter what it is, comes first, you know? Yeah, and that's that's kind of where uh, you kind of got to spend time with like-minded people, people who have been down that kind of road, not even the boxing road, but just people that have In been general. down that road that that you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what the, the path is because you're you're building your own yeah. path. And it, it, that's that's kind of cool that uh, Victor took you under his wing. Yeah. And he realized that about you. And I'm sure that he went through the, the same situation. Yeah, that dude had a crazy, crazy road, like growing up. He had a, his, his backstory is pretty, pretty intense. Really? Yeah. Dude, I, I'd love to hear that one day, man. Um, I've been following him since I think it was the Mayweather fight. Yeah. Just because I, I found out that somebody from... He was training in Oxnard, right? That's where his training camp yeah, he was? Yeah, he used to train in Oxnard, and now, now he's here in Ventura. Right uh, down the street. We're like two minutes away from here. Oh, really? The yeah. one right over here? Yeah. Oh, no way. Right on the other side of the Hishmi, the Dominoes. Oh, I'm thinking about somewhere else. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. okay. We're like off an of old drive. Oh, okay. Yeah. No way. Yeah. So, yeah, that's when I found out about him when, uh, when he was fighting Mayweather, and I'm like, dude, that's huge, yeah. bro. Because um, back then, I mean, still to this day, Mayweather is uh, he 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 was a a big name, and for you to be on on that card, you know, it's crazy. You know how old he was when he fought Mayweather? How old? He was only twenty three years old. No way, <laughs> really? Yeah, we went to we went to a couple fights um, last month, and some dude apologized to him, and he just told him, you know, and like I'm sorry for uh, bashing you the way I did. He's like, this whole time, I thought you were like 30 years old when you fought Mayweather. He's like, I didn't know you were a kid. And then he's like, no. 23? <laughs> How like, old was Mayweather at that time? I don't know. He's probably like... Like mid-30s, huh? Yeah. 23, 7. What, 7 years ago? So yeah, he was probably about like 32. Wow. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. I love that fight, man. That, that was a dope fight. <laughs> and... um if that incident didn't happen, I don't know where it would have went because yeah. when when that fight was going on, I'm like, damn, he looks good, bro. Yeah. He was getting him pretty good on the yeah, ropes. Yeah, he was. It was exciting, man, and and that's that's hard to say exciting in a Mayweather fight in the same <laughs> the, the same sentence. Yeah, because usually they're just a fucking waste of money, dude. That's serious. That's serious. I don't <clears throat> I don't know how you feel about him. I don't I don't hate on Mayweather. No, I don't hate him either. Uh, He's a genius. Yeah, if you if you if if your goal is to win, he figured out the Not best to way hit. to win. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the only thing that makes me angry about fans and boxing is when they talk shit to you because you back up and you don't get hurt. They want to see somebody get knocked out. You know, yeah, that's what their entertainment. That's what they pay for. Mm -hmm. But you have a family to go home to. You you don't want to get knocked out. You don't want to get hit. You know, you just want to get in and get out. Yeah. And that's one thing I don't really, I just dislike about like the media and how bad they make people like like about Mayweather. Oh, all he does is run. Yeah, he runs because he's fucking smart. He's running for his money. Yeah, like dude makes millions, you know, and he doesn't get hurt. He got his kids he goes home to. Yeah, but that's the only bad thing about it. Yeah, I can see it from both sides, man. Because I understand it from from his point as um you know as as the best one of the best. I mean, in in the uh, in boxing. 
you had to to be the best you gotta you gotta win mm-hmm. how do you win you gotta figure it out it's not about knocking out or <laughs> you gotta gotta get to the end and you gotta be the one who's victorious and that's it and if he's found the formula to to work i mean more power to him you yeah. know but then from the other side of it somebody that that watches boxing it's like yo i would love to see a knockout yeah you know and that's that's my selfish that's my selfish way of looking at yeah. it and that goes back to shit like the roman days bro you know throw some dude in there with some tigers let me see what the fuck's gonna happen <laughs> you know what's gonna happen and that's why i feel like uh the ufc is so popular right now because everybody yeah. just wants to see somebody get the shit beat out of them yeah it's crazy do you watch UFC? I did. I, you know, I actually went to my first fight to watch it. Oh, really? It was uh, last month, too. No way. Dude, that shits are insane. And he's actually from here. Uh-huh. Uh, Froggy and uh, Michael. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went to go watch them. And, dude, those guys are it's insane. Wow. <laughs> Where did they fight at? They fought at uh, USC. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. That's wild, dude. That, that sport is nuts, man. Dude, I use my hands. They use their legs, hands. <laughs> fucking elbows like shit that's a different respect for anybody that yeah. that practices anything Any like mma fight, yeah. you know any of that stuff I, I was actually thinking about this last night and i think i even tweeted it, like dude much respect to anybody that's that's that is doing uh any type of sport no matter what it is shit even if it's volleyball yeah. you know what i mean it's because that stuff takes a lot of dedication it does i mean you dedicate yourself it's your life now, you know? And if you're going to make money off it, then you got to do what you got to do to be the best. Mm-hmm. And if you want more money, you got to be the best, you know? And it's easy for people on the outside to, to look at it. Oh, you should have did this. Yeah. You should have did that. But if you've never even been in that situation, no. you have no idea what's going on. Like Mike Tyson. Everybody has a plan until they get hit. <laughs> <laughs> right? True. You know? So uh, back to boxing. Who who did you look up to when you were growing up? Victor. Really? No way. He's. I always seen him as one of the best southpaws because I'm a lefty. Uh huh. So every time I used to watch, I did. I grew up watching his fights, you know, and um, it was pretty cool just being able to. Now I'm part of his team. He's part of my team. It's pretty cool. Just to build that relationship, yeah. man. It's 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 going all full circle now, yeah, dude. It's weird. That's awesome, dude. I remember being at my my uh, my Nina's house, and we were watching him fight Maidana. And I was a kid, and I'm like, damn, dude, this dude's, like, bad. I remember telling my brother to come watch him. I'm like, this dude's bad, you know? And I was, he, I was like, this is who I want to be like when I grow up, you know? And then, boom, a couple years later, he's, just like, sitting right next to me, and he's going to my family parties, and it's like, yo, bro, <laughs> it's pretty weird, you know? Yeah. It's pretty cool, though. But so yeah. how long did it take for that, um, for you guys to actually have a, have a relationship? Dude, a week. Really? Dude, the fucking... After he went to the gym, he gave me his number or whatever. Two days later, we're training together. We're training next to each other. Uh, that weekend, we go and run. We call it Skyline. You park at Salzer's, and you run to the very top of Ventura. It's the, the highest street, Skyline. Okay, so at Salzer's, you just run all the way down Victoria? All the way up to Foothill, turn down Foothill, and go up Skyline. Okay. To the very top of Ventura. You can see all of Ventura. No shit. <clears throat> we get to the top, and I'm like, damn, dude, I'm tired, you know? And then he's like, hey, it's what you want to do to become a world champion, right? And I was like, yeah, well, I do want to fight. And that's when he made the phone call on the spot. And he was like, boom, here it is. They said, hey, can you be ready in two weeks? And I was like, well, I got to drop the weight. I don't think I could drop it in two weeks. And they were like, what about May 31st? And I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. Like, I'm not going to put my career on hold for somebody else's no more, you know? 
just because I was sparring, you know. Mm-hmm. So we did it. And then uh, the whole training camp, the whole three weeks, he was with me, waking up at 4.30 in the morning, going with me to go run. Because he's fighting too soon. So No way. Yeah. When is his fight? I think in July, too, next month. <clears throat> so it was kind of like a win-win thing, you know. You get your ass in shape, I get my ass in shape. And there, there's just no... His vibe, his attitude is like never negative. You can be pissed off at the world and he'll turn to you and be like, let's go, mijo, you know? Like, that's what really motivated me to to keep going, like push it harder than what I was already pushing it. Just having him in my corner, you know? It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, no, it's really good to have people like that in your corner, Someone man. Someone you looked up to is pretty Yeah, cool. definitely. And it, and it makes you feel like the, the things that you've been doing were the right things. Exactly. You're on, you're on the right path. And... um. Like I said earlier, dude, that that it gives you that feeling that you can accomplish anything yeah. that you that you set your mind to. And that's why I felt like I told you when I fought, I had no nerves. You know, I felt like I've been here before. Like, I belong here. You know, we obviously, like I said before, we've obviously crossed paths for a reason, and I was obviously put here at this time for this reason is to do what I need to do. So, what do you see um, in your in your near future? What are what are things that you? you want to change what are things you want to work on and what are things that you want to focus on a lot more uh from this last fight from watching it i've seen some things that i messed up on like getting square you get square if someone hits you, you're gonna fall over you know what does that mean getting square like you you're not when you box you're in the stance okay when you get square both your feet are like this so you you have no balance yeah so that's one thing i need to work on and then just uh moving a little more moving my head a little more so there's something I want to work on for the next one. So with with all the boxing and you chasing your dreams, has that affected uh, your your family life in any way? You and you and your um your lady's relationship? Um, you know, she's been very supportive, and that's really awesome. Like at times, like because she works for a hotel, so she helped me out a lot by getting me a hotel out there. Oh, nice! Car. She gave me a discount and everything. And um, just her being supportive was pretty cool because she works two jobs. I box. Like, I mean, my income is, like, not the best right now. But you got to start somewhere, you know? Yeah. So it's like even though she's tired, she still helps me out with the kids when I need to go run. I mean, it's just watching them while we go run. But still, you know, like, that support is what I really need. Like, there's – I don't have anybody to watch the kids. I can't take them with me to go run, you know, because I got to pick it up. Yeah. So – that support is it's what's changed our whole relationship a lot and even the kids like <laughs> the kids took time off of school to go watch me fight oh cool and uh one of the teachers asked my son she was like why were you gone and he's like my dad's a professional boxer now wow and i was just like damn that made me want to cry yesterday when he said that no like, way yeah like he's like proud of his dad you know that's that's all i wanted yeah you know and he's pretty happy with it. He goes to me, goes with me to the gym, watches me spar, and he's always like, "Dang, Dad, you're really good," you know. And he's like, "I always tell him you want to fight," and he's like, "No, not me." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "He'll train, but he, I don't want to get hit." Yeah. What is he into? Uh Fortnite right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, a little six year old stuck on Fortnite. Yeah. But uh, he likes Fortnite and um, soccer and basketball. His main thing right now is basketball, and I feel bad because this whole training camp for the last fight every day he was outside shooting basketball by himself mm. and i'm like damn dude like i need to find more time but i can't find more time because my time is limited right now to to get ready for a fight you know 
So I told him, hey, dude, like, after school, we'll, sh we'll, we'll shoot some hoops, you know? And the dude's actually pretty good. He's only, I mean, he's pretty tall for his age, mm -hmm. for being six, but his ass can shoot to the 10-foot court now. I'm like, yeah. god damn, dude, you shoot pretty far. And that's something that sucks because I I've kind of missed out on his, when I first seen him shoot it, he couldn't even reach the, reach the rim, you know? He wasn't even hitting the rim. But now it's like this dude's shooting from, like, the free throw line and shooting and making it. And I'm like, god damn, you know, that's something I missed out on. But just having them in general and being able in their being able to be in their lives it's, it's really cool yeah it's um it's hard when you see them growing up and, <laughs> and you're busy yeah. all the time and you got things going on but some people never even realize that you know some yeah. people never realize and they, their kids just grow up without having any uh any close relationship yeah, any kind of to their parents and at least um what you're doing like you said, it it made him proud to yeah. even say it. That's yeah. awesome, man. Uh, that that's a great feeling, dude. And my daughter, she was watching live on the on the the tablet uh -huh. with my 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 parents and and Victor, and they were watching it. And I think just because they were screaming my name, she started crying. No, she, yeah, she got scared because she seen that I was getting hit. She just got scared. I mean, she's only three. She I don't think she really understands what's going on. She can talk and everything, but as far as like fighting wise, I don't think she knows what's going on. Like she doesn't know it's my job quite yeah. yet. Julian, on the other hand, my son, he, he's like, oh, I know what you're doing. He's always <laughs> with me at the gym, but it's pretty cool. That's good, man. Good for you, bro. It seems like you're on a really good path right now. Thank you. And um, I'm excited to see your your progress with everything, dude. Yeah, the next one will be uh. July twentieth in Garden City, Kansas. In Kansas, yeah. that's where Victor's from. Yeah, right? Garden City. Yeah. Oh, it's from. He's yeah. from Garden City. Yeah. So how did that work out? Um, right after this fight, like directly after in the back, they asked me, "Hey, when do you want to fight again?" And I told them, well, "I'm in shape. I'm ready to go whenever you know." And they're like, "How did July?" And I was like, "I'm down for July. Like, set set me up." Yesterday they, we went to. I went with Victor at Tarzana to his house. And they called me, and or they called Victor, and they were just like, "Hey, uh, we got a kid out in um, in uh, Garden City. Like, is your guy ready, or will he be ready?" And they're like, he, "Victor's like, yeah, he'll be ready." So, one phone call, that's all it took. They sent me the contract last night, and we're ready to go. So, is he your manager? He's not more of a, he's more of an advisor. Okay, he's just looking out, you know, because he's been done dirty, and so I appreciate it a lot because he's like, I'm just trying to get you your money. I'm not asking for anything. I'm just trying to help you get down the right path without getting fucked over like I did, you know? So right now I'm not being managed by... I have one manager, but he's more of a matchmaker. Yeah. But nobody touches my money so far. That's good, man. And it's good to have somebody like that in your corner. And uh, I, I've seen it from that point of view too, man, where it's just I see somebody coming up and I, I realize that they're in situations that I was in before. And yeah try to lend them a hand or, or, you know, just give them some advice to help them navigate through that situation. Yeah. Cause dude, when I was coming up, I, I didn't have anybody to I ask. Remember. I, I, remember didn't ha that. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have anybody. I didn't know there were, and then people who kind of knew what I was going through, they didn't reach out to me. You know, I was pretty much on my own. I had yeah. to figure all this shit out. Everything I got going on right now, I had to figure it out on my own. And I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's dope. But it would have been a lot nicer if the if I had some kind of OG, somebody, yeah. somebody to help me out. And that's that's what I'm that's what I'm really like appreciative about is like 
because he 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 knew about the whole thing about people telling me oh you can we'll turn you pro blah 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 so he knew that whole story you know and i think that's what made him like damn fuck that i'm not gonna have this kid get fucked over again you know so he jumped in the mix and ever since then it's been all positive like no promises it's all action yeah that's why it's like actions do speak louder than words because it's all he's been doing you know yeah so oh it's easy to it's easy to say something and and just to uh feed you some kind of story but to actually take action on it that that takes a lot man so what kind of stuff have you went through before this situation that that were kind of letdowns being 220 pounds god damn from drinking 220 yeah wow they called me and said hey uh brandon rios bam bam uh-huh he's here well he's he's from kansas too um he moved down here he started fighting whatever had his career they were like oh he needs a sparring partner once again here i am you know so i go and spar him and i got down in weight i lost seven sixty five pounds in a month and a half well <laughs> yeah hold on 65 pounds it was 70 pounds all over but 65 in a month and a half so how tall are you five nine five nine dude 220 that's big already and then to lose 65 yeah so all the girls listening right now they always want to lose weight dog how (laughs) any tips you could give them dude that diet was easy you want to know what that diet was die what yeah Yeah. no it was to literally almost die (laughs) it was any type of fruit any type of vegetable and coconut water no, really? Yeah, not regular water. All I had was coconut water. The only time I had regular water was when I was sparring. Now, what's the benefit of that? It curves your appetite, so you're not really hungry. Okay. And it speeds up metabolism. <clears throat> but that was that diet. And then Victor introduced me to his all-protein diet, which is good. Dude, I lost weight eating five meals a day. Wow. Yeah, it's like, damn. He's like, yeah, you need to eat more. You're starving your body. The more you starve your body, the more it keeps on to, you know? So I started eating a lot more, and I lost the weight for this fight pretty quick. Wow! But um, so so you lost sixty five pounds, lost, lost okay? The, the weight, and you're helping uh, Brandon. Brandon, and they were like, "Yo, use use this sparring as as sparring for your camp. So right after he's done, you can get in the ring." You know. Long story short, he fights. I wait a month. I get down on weight. Wait another month. And another month, and I'm like, dude, now I can't keep maintaining this weight because I'm big, dude. I'm tall, you know. I, mm-hmm. I'm not even supposed to fight at 140, but I was at 147 at the time. And uh, they were just like, yo, like, have you came up with the money yet? And I was like, yeah, I have the money. Not, I don't even know what the money is for, honestly. Like, they say it's for your medicals and hmm. for your blood work, and I'm just like, whatever. So, dude, I. I did it all for nothing, you know? Because, long story short, I got tired of waiting. I left the gym and I started drinking again. Yeah. And then I was just like, dude, whatever, I quit. They call me again. They're like, hey, dude, uh, Andrew Concio needs sparring. So, me being the generous guy who I am, I'll make a couple couple hundred, you know, off of sparring. Yeah. So, getting camp with him, I started losing the weight. Same damn story. They're like, after his camp, we'll have your pro debut. Jumped in it. Two months later, after he fought, nothing. Now, were were these guys there from the same 
It was the same camp? Yeah, it was my same team. You okay, know? got you, yeah. got you. So then I was like, you know what, whatever. He fought, Andrew Gonzalez fought, won the title, I left. And I was like, I'm going to go at, with Andrew's team because they were, dude, they, every time I, I show up, they would welcome me like as if it was a home, you know? Mm-hmm. Everybody who was sitting there watching people spar, like, how you doing? You look very good today. Like, they're, they're, they're just nice. And very general. encouraging. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I'll go there. I started training there. Not even two weeks is when I started hanging out with Victor more, and boom, I got my fight, and here I am now. That promises from years and years to, is it two and a half years of, oh, we'll do this, we'll do that. It was all bullshit, you know? What do you think it was? I don't know. I don't even know what the money was for, to be honest, because I seen firsthand when I fought this weekend how much I had to pay. Yeah. $55 for a license? $33 to get my blood drawn right in front of everybody. And just the rest of the money was for my damn food to eat. Yeah. Where where did the four grand come from, you know? Hmm. No shit. Yeah. So. Now, looking at things um, from a different point of view, do you, do you see any signs that maybe you missed back in the day that maybe that, that situation wasn't the best for you? Um, Mainly those, actually. Because it didn't happen once or twice. It happened three times, you know? And to me, I'm a, I'm a big... I don't really go to church, but I do believe in God, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just feel like it was a sign for him, like, you're not ready. You're not ready. Because why did everything fall into place once I left, you know? Once I left and it fell in place, I'm like, you know what? This is his sign. This is my time. Take advantage of it. There was times where I didn't want to wake up in the morning and go running. Like, I'm fucking tired. It's cold. Yeah. And it's just like, He's he's doing it for a reason. Get your ass up, go do it, and it just everything worked out too too perfect, you know. And that's why I feel like when I say, I feel like I'm here for a reason. Like this, this is where I feel I I belong, you know. That's what's really cool about it. Damn, that's dope, man. You're at a very exciting time yeah. in your life, dude. <laughs> a huge, yeah. Like next week, I don't know. Do you know what? Tomorrow. He got me set up for an interview for BuzzFeed. No way. <laughs> really? Congratulations, dude. Damn, that's huge. Yeah, so it's just like one one roller coaster after another, you know? So this is your first podcast? Yeah, it's my first one. That's right. it, dude. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> this will be worth something in 10 yeah. years. Nah, nah not even nah. that, dude. What What do you think it would take to, to get to like uh, like a pay-per-view? Uh, like how how long do you think it would take a pay-per-view is that is that even one of your goals or something you know my first goal was to turn pro my next goal now is to become a world champion okay i've always said that when i was a kid i want the green belt the green one is the one i want yeah fuck the red one and the the black one thing i want that green one because it reminds me of money yeah (laughs) so i give myself two years two and a half years to to not for a title but just to, to make it, maybe on a pay-per-view card. Two and a half years. Dope. I have a couple months of the years over. I don't want to be 5-0. and oh, mm-hmm. You know? All I see is a zero at the end of my, my record. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I just want to take advantage of where I'm at and the way things are going. And I'm not, like with, when Victor told me, hey, dude, let's go ride bikes for the charity event. Did I want to go? I was fucking tired. But you know what? No one is going to do it for you, and you will not get your foot in the door if you don't get your ass up. You know what I mean? Just like you, you, you run your own business. Ain't yeah. nobody going to do it for you. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, no, sometimes I, I have to get in. Like in yesterday, I got in here at 5.30 in the morning, and it's, I don't want to get up at 5.30, yeah. dude. You're like, hey, bro, the come, fuck? come and spar at, at 7 o'clock in the morning. I don't yeah. feel like getting hit that early in the morning, you know, but hey, yeah. it's what pays your bills. It's when it, what's going to get you at that next level. Yeah, it's the things you got to do, man. <laughs> But th- those are the those are the things that set people uh, apart. Exactly. You know? So there's some people that'll just do things because they have to, but there's there's gonna be people that are gonna do things that they know that th- it's gonna put them in this certain situation exactly. that they want to be in. And I have no doubt that you'll make it, especially with Victor helping you out because yeah. he's been at that point. You it's know, been a real blessing, man. Yeah, <laughs> for him for him to be able to pass on that knowledge to you and. I'm sure that he's able to see what what he did in his career, and maybe there's things that he could have navigated yeah. a certain way. So now you're getting all of that information with not even him knowing. Like, okay, this is the next step. You got to go here. You got to go here. For him to know, you got to go here. And when I was at this point, this is something that I did, and I kind of regret doing yeah, it that yeah. way. So maybe you could take that into consideration, dude. That that don't do that. Yeah, that shit's <laughs> invaluable, bro. And for for you to get that information, you have to be the kind of person that that will take that. Yeah. And that's that's what that's why I say like you have to let ego and pride aside because ego and pride those are the things that are going to hold you back for the rest of your yeah. life, dude. And I've only started to notice that within the last shit maybe year or so. You know, it's it's something that I've I've always had. You know, I've always had. I'm a really prideful person and I, and I have a lot of ego, you know, and it, it's, it's just seeing these, these situations happen and reevaluating it and just knowing like, yo, if I would have held, handled this situation a, a different way, maybe there would be a more positive outcome, yeah. you know, and I don't have to be the... I don't have to be the person who's the most macho or whatever, the one with the most money or anything like that. It's just like, dude, that that doesn't do anything but benefit me and that's such a selfish thing yeah. you know and not only do i have other people that i have that are depending on me like my family you know i, I have people from the outside that i don't even know that they'll, they'll message me and say hey i'm i'm inspired by the things that you do and i feel like when i do things that are outside of character or things that maybe i i shouldn't have done it that certain way it's kind of like you know lets them down and makes them think about like man maybe this dude wasn't the guy that i thought he was or maybe if they're if they're watching the moves that i make maybe they'll make that same kind of move and even experience something negative because of me yeah you know what i mean i get you so i'm trying my hardest to just just stay as positive as i can and just you know stay keep ego out of everything as possible (laughs) just let it go man and just you know realize that we all have our own lane in life and just look if i stay focused on my lane we all have our own lane. Yeah, we yeah. definitely do, man. Just you fuck up, get right back on it. If you think about it, if you're on the freeway, right? We're, we go on the freeway every single day, dude. And there's people going to wherever they're going. But we're all on the same lane. And yeah. no matter if you're on the slow lane or you're on the fast lane, you're speeding or not, dude. We're, we're all humans and we're all trying to figure out what the hell is going on <laughs> and how we even got here, you know? Yeah. And what the hell skin is even made out of, dude. <laughs> It doesn't make no fucking sense, you know? I, I was watching a, I, this, like, animal show on Netflix. 
sometimes I think it's because I'm getting older now. I'll just throw on like a National Geographic <laughs> show or something and trip out on some buffaloes. <laughs> but I'm watching and I'm like, dude, why does a rhino look like that, dude? What? How? How is that even fucking possible? So the dude has he he breathes. He has to eat. He needs water. It's, it's the same thing as a human. They, they they need the same things as a human. Yeah. You know, water and, and food. If we had water, food, and shelter, we we're good. You know, uh, like relatively speaking, you can you can live with with those basics. Yeah. And just thinking like, damn, that I the way that I work and the way that I, I'm able to to live as as a human. That's like what a rhino is doing. And then you think about it, it's like those dudes, even a rhino, giraffe, or uh, gazelles, or whatever, they're in the middle of the desert, bro. And every single day is a struggle for them. You got to find your own shit. <laughs> you have to find your water. You have to find plants to eat or whatever. And you have to find, or you have to not get eaten. Yeah. Just imagine that shit all day, just being scared of getting killed and then having to find a, a source for food. That's why they say kill or be killed. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. And uh, if you think about those kind of things and then you implement that in your own life, thing like, fuck, dude, I, I, a gazelle or a giraffe's pretty pussy, but his life's his life's a lot more stressful than my fucking life is, dude. I should appreciate having water on deck all the time, you Got know? Right there. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy, though, man. You... um. You have a road ahead of you, bro, and and, and it's going to be very exciting, man. So so being on this path so far, um who's been the most um shocking person that you've met like besides Victor? Uh you know, I kind of met a lot like with this guy, dude. Really? I met a lot. Of, I met Steve Urkel and everybody. I saw. <laughs> I don't think his name's Steve Urkel. No, Daily, Daily, yeah. I I I seen that. We actually seen him too at uh, dude. It was so weird. It was like in Palm Springs or something. It's a random. Yeah, spot. me and Ash just went for the weekend, and we're just trying to figure out where to eat. And it's just some little restaurant. And when we go in there, we're like, oh shit, there's Urkel right there at, at the bar. <laughs> Did I do it? <laughs> and then we just went to go sit, dude. But yeah, I saw that. That was at the um the event in Venice, yeah. right? Yeah, dude. Like I met him. I met a lot of fighters because of him. Um Tito Ortiz, like a lot of people. It's pretty cool. Nice. I got introduced to a lot of like media people. This is different, you know? So pretty cool experience at, to get in there at an early age in your your career you know just for marketing i guess you know yeah it's just like this is who i am this is what i do but it's crazy because like i'm i'm already there and this is only the beginning <laughs> yeah um how i how i look at it with downstar is half of what we do is the product itself so the product itself has to be it has to be good it has to be quality stuff it can't be shit you know it has to be what we represent on the website yeah, so when somebody buys it yeah. when someone buys it when they get it that's they're happy that's what they get so that's that's half of it but the other half is the marketing of it so there could be somebody selling the same exact stuff that we sell but we're going to win it's because of the way that we market the way you present it the way we present everything so i i feel like that's the same with you like you already have 
your product. You you already know what you have to do and you know what it takes. Granted, there's going to be things that you're going to learn along the way, different techniques or, yeah, or what tra training camps yeah. or whatever, but you understand the basics of it. I'm going to have to put myself through this sort of pain and agony and discipline to get to those situations. So that's never going to change. No. Just knowing that you're going to have to get into, um, into that state of mind. But... Um, so you have your product already ready to go, but the marketing, that's what's going to set you apart. Yeah. And, you know, how, how you represent yourself and how you tell your story and you, you tell the things that you've gone through. That's what that's what's going to make you um, set apart from from another boxer. Yeah. And to have this opportunity with Victor, that that's dope because, like, dude, you're getting the blueprint. Yeah. And I try to give that shit out all the time as much <laughs> as possible, but... Nobody takes it, dude. That's what that's, that's that's exactly what he said. He's like, it's crazy because even the, the matchmaker or our manager, <clears throat> he's like, bro, Guate, which win? It's crazy. He listens. Not too many people listen. They let information go in one ear and out the mm -hmm. other. But this guy picks it up and and runs with it. And that's exactly what I'm doing. This opportunity. I'm not gonna let it pass me by. You know, even though I'm tired or I sleep four hours a day, I sleep what midnight to, to four o'clock really yeah midnight to four o'clock in the morning it's funny my phone goes off at twelve thirty. do 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 yeah fall asleep now so you can get your full four hours of sleep you know it's like we'll sleep enough when we die you know mm -hmm. i i'm on a mission and my mission is to do be the best be better than victor you know and i, I don't say that in disrespectful no way. i'm just, sure he wants that yeah, i just want to be the best and it's cool because i have somebody who believes in me and sees like my talent you know other people just shine me on take you for granted you know yeah but now that somebody actually sees the potential we're putting it down and gonna see see how far we get yeah you're you're gonna go far man and um you're gonna run into a lot of people like that uh along the way you know i've i've ran into people like that that didn't take me seriously until you know, I got to this position yeah. and now they want to fuck with yeah. me, you know, and I don't, I don't really blame them for it because now I feel like I'm, I'm in that position and I see people that are coming up and maybe there's somebody that was building a nice car or something and I just didn't focus on it. And, and it's just at, at that time, I just didn't see it, you know? So maybe, maybe the, that, that time they didn't see that in you. But that doesn't necessarily mean that, that that was your fault. Maybe it had to do with them being able to have that kind of eye to understand the talents that you had and the, the way to um, cultivate those talents and, and to make you, to, to put you on, yeah. on that next level. Because I have a lot of people reaching out to me all the time and sometimes I'll miss somebody who, who's a really special person and hopefully down the line we'll be able to work together and they don't hold that as like hold a grudge hold it against, against yeah, me yeah. so that's kind of why why i say it like that yeah sometimes it is hard but two i know that i have to keep my ear to the streets yeah and i have to always see what's going on i have to be a part of the community and and see if i can spot that in somebody that 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 light that you know victor would have seen in you yeah and um I always try to look at every situation, as, like I said, as positive as I can. So, I mean, 
I know that what what happened with you in the past it, it's still fresh in your mind and yeah. it's still it still bothers you but that's you know but it's just yeah it's just you're going to go through that so many times in life dude and and hopefully it won't make you lose an opportunity in the future because of of a resentment that you would still have oh, yeah, because yeah. of the past you know and I've I've I'm kind of trying to uh figure that one out too because you know like i said pride and um ego still in me and i'm trying to get that out of me as much as possible and i've had a lot of problems with people in business that maybe didn't do me right or didn't have my back certain situations or whatever but if i let that keep affecting me that can affect something special that will happen in the future yeah Yeah. so a blockage yeah yeah definitely man it's trying to get all that negativity that you have out of you and and try to just just retain positivity and um you believe in yourself already dude and that's one thing like this last fight i have a coach his name's david you know i mean he probably uh, he believes in me you know but they were just telling me maybe you shouldn't go pro yet maybe you should wait and it's like they were trying to guide me off my path. Yeah. You know? And I was like, you know what? Like, there's a difference from from taking that advice. And then there's a difference when you feel it, you know? And I felt like, nah, I, I feel like this is my time, you know? Like, I feel like I need to do it. So David went back to work. Coach Haas couldn't really train me because he's training the world champion, you know? Priorities. I literally trained myself. <laughs> I hit the bags, you know. I didn't do, they call them pads, you know. I didn't do any pad work. I only did it once. And that was the day before I left. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, I was just training myself and sparring, training myself and sparring. And after I fought and I won, like, I was like, see, like, some people would have folded and pulled out. I didn't fold, you know. Like, this is my dream. And, and it, if it's going to continue to keep going the way it's going, then why not do it, you know. So we went for it and came back to with the win and my plan is just keep going yeah definitely dude you got to focus on <laughs> what you want exactly you know, so you not what everybody else wants like like you said that this is this is your dream so the you you have to make it happen exactly. you have to make the best decisions for yourself and you have to believe in yourself if anybody else believes in you that's just a plus but if nobody believed in you that that shouldn't matter to to the grand scheme of things because it's not it's not anybody else's job to believe in you yeah it's it's just you to believe in you and like you doing that and seeing the results of it dude i i can just imagine how you feel right now bro you're just you got you got a fire lit in you that's why i'm trying to jump back in as soon as possible (laughs) dope man so um before we get out of here, let's uh, let's tell everybody when your next fight is, the actual date, and maybe where where they can watch it at. Uh, July twentieth, uh, Garden City, Kansas. I I'll know more information next week. We just got the contract yesterday, so uh, they can follow me. If they follow me, they can check out more information. So where can they follow you at? On Instagram, it'll be uh, underscore twin b. Facebook is Jesse Nades, my first and last name. 
that's all I'm at. Dope, man. We'll definitely have your info below. Um, and before we get out of here, I just got to ask you uh, one question. Have you ever heard of Inner Earth? Inner Earth? No. No? So what, what a theory is, is there's an Earth inside of Earth. So if you think of, if you think of the planet like a sphere, right? It's flat. So <laughs> yeah, we, that was the last. That was the last question with with DJ Mambo. So let's just say for theory that it's round, okay. right? So we live right here on on the outside, but if you lived like this, it would be the, the same thing, right? So what the what what the theory is is in in the center of the Earth is where their sun is what we think is magma or molten the core of the core of the earth is the their sun right so the people that live in there it's um it's this place called agartha that's that's like what what they're um i don't know if it's a continent or whatever it is whatever (laughs) it's big i mean it's the size it's the size of earth yeah I don't know how thick the the crust of the earth is, but the crust is the part between us and them and between them. So uh, the under us is dirt and under them would be the same thing, dirt and then the thickness of the crust. So inside of there, there's like woolly mammoths that live there and giant people. And and that's where they say like aliens and stuff live. But uh, that place is called Agartha and uh, the capital is shambala or something like that but you should look into that dude it's um you're you're making me want to google it right now you you should look into you're you're gonna go down a path and you're not gonna train anymore (laughs) because i actually visited (laughs) i'm ready to go to the center of the earth but um jesse thank you bro i I appreciate you sitting down with me and i'm stoked that i got this first podcast because i don't i don't think this this is gonna be your first one man i'm excited for you i'm excited for uh your future and what you got coming up and um just this relationship that you're building with victor i want to see where that's gonna go because i i can see that that he he has the blueprint for it and it seems like he's he's willing to hand that over to you which is that, that's a precious thing right yeah. there, man. So it's exciting. Uh, guys, if you're listening right now and you want to see more of Jesse, uh, we're going to have it in Instagram below. It's underscore Twin B. Twin B. Underscore Twin B. You guys could check him out there if you can. Uh, give him some encouraging words. He's got a next fight coming up in July. I, I want to see that, dude. Yeah. So if you can. Yeah, I'll be um, posting more information. Yeah, about it. let me know about that fight. And shoot, I, I would love to see a training session one day, bro. Oh, uh, you know, before we go, uh, Oh, so sick. Yeah. Nick. Nick. He was supposed to do a a, a promo video for me. Oh, no but way. Our schedules didn't match. So he was actually in Mexico, in, in Ensenada, the day of my fight. Uh-huh. So we're going to get a video going for this one. Nice. Shout out to Nick from Oh, so sick. That's the homie. Actually, last time I was in Mexico, I was with Nick, too. <laughs> Dude's always there, man. Yeah. But um, shout out to you, man. You've, you've definitely changed a lot for for the better dude and and i look forward to seeing the rest of your progress man and i I wish you the most success thank you but uh once again guys episode 70 downtime with downstar thank you guys for listening peace (laughs)